Hey, just want to take a quick break from this episode so I could tell you guys about how I just launched my new Patreon page. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way for people to support creators with a monthly subscription. Becoming a Patreon supporter can even come with a few perks, like early access to new episodes and getting special shoutouts on the podcast. I've recently started working part-time at my job so I can focus more time and energy on the podcast and YouTube channel. So any support would be massively appreciated, and it helps me towards my hope of making this my full-time job someday. So if you want to help support me in that, please head over to patreon.com slash hooptheory. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash hooptheory. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome to the Manu Ginobili episode of the Hoop Theory Podcast, aka episode 57. My name is Logan Wortman, and as usual, I'm joined by my arboreal co-host, Jacob Roth. Jacob, how does it feel to be on the Manu Ginobili episode? Um, pretty good. Uh, I mean, all-time role player. Like, could have been more, probably. Oh, yeah. That's an interesting question. Like, if he's on any other team, is he just like a top... 15 shooting guard of all time. You know, I honestly think if you could prime Manu, you could build a, a like a playoff caliber team around him as the number one option. I do believe that honestly. Yeah. But anyway, who's um, that good? No, he, he was the truth. And this is draft pick. Obviously he did not wear. Yes. Draft uh, pick. The, yeah. the greatest uh, draft pick 57 of all time. Uh, and this is also funny that we have the, probably the two, or at least two of the very best Argentinian basketball players of all time, back-to-back episodes. We had Luis Scola last episode. Oh, yeah. Now we have Manu. Also, the reason why I hesitated on my adjective for you is because I thought I had updated my notes because I just like copied my notes from last episode and make the subtle changes. Mm-hmm. Um, I still thought said I had vindicated. It still said vindicated, and I paused, and I was like, a trick quick trying to think of an adjective and i remembered the one you said the other episode when i said avians i just said that one <laughs> there we go Time for the to roll in clutch yeah but uh yeah so starting off jacob you said you had something to bring up at the top i think we could do city editions every other year i don't think that we need Instead to every year yeah because i don't know if you saw the leak of chicago's city I edition i did see those Okay, the Mavericks one is low-key pretty good. I yeah, like I, the Mavericks I don't hate it, yeah. But mm-hmm. I feel like as more teams kind of start grinding them out, every team has had a, a questionable city edition, maybe. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's just make it every other year. Like, Minnesota is like a lake-inspired look for theirs this year. It's pretty good. It's like white fades into the blue, and it's got white. It's it's pretty oh, good. That one, okay. The um, I, the axe spray can one that I've, the one that I've called an axe yes. spray can. Okay, yeah. Um, axe body spray. But I I just feel like because like this, um, and this this uh man will come up later in today's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not a great Celtics one. It's fine. No, you don't like that one. It's okay. I I like I the the back is more what I I don't want to stand up. Oh, with the like, names on the bottom. It's like a big white block. Oh, um, that one, yeah. I do. I did. I like some of them. Like they did the the banner font 
I uh, like Celtics jerseys. I like those. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at my closet, I liked the one Cursive. that had gold accents. The curse of like I I have the all black. I don't even know if that was a city edition technically, but I just feel like we could do it every other year, and I don't think it would. Or like make it go like East gets new ones in the evens, and then West oh, gets them that in the would odds. Be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Or or just do some way to kind of mix yeah. it up because. It, this is not a good anything from Chicago. Like it's, it's such a yeah, it's such a vertical nothing. lettering on sports jerseys is illegal. Unless like there's there's a very few ways you can do it. Like I think the Thunders one is okay okay because it's OKC vertical where it's like the white their city from last year. But it's year. still a weaker one. It's still not great. Yeah, it's not awesome. But it so I'm I'm just saying I don't know if I would say it's illegal, but. There's nothing redeeming about that Chicago jersey. There's nothing like I like the font they used. I like how they did like the if the city of Chicago has a font, it's that font. Okay. So I like that, Mm -hmm. I guess. But it looked very cheap, (laughs) honestly. Like just the it just And I guess there's like a big part, like the whole thing is like there's something in the bottom. I can't even remember what it says. It's like Hold on, let me find and see. Um, Madhouse on Madison is like, and just like in like this big font on the bottom left. Is that like a nickname of the arena, maybe or something? United uh, it, it, it's the. I don't know where I know. I've been to United Center before, but I don't so remember so what street it's on. The font is from Chicago Stadium. Which was their home from 1967 to 1994. Okay. And its nickname yeah. was the Madhouse on Madison. Okay. So it was their, their older arena. The off-center numbers try to bring mind to the Bulls' home and road uniforms from the 73 to 85 and are carried over from their 17 to 20 in 2021 City Edition sets. Um, asymmetrical stripes on the right side. Anyway, I just don't love them. And I, I feel like it'd be okay if we did them every other year. Um and just give Nike a little bit more time to work in the labs. Yeah. It's kind of like the uh, Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty problem people started having. And Assassin's Creed learned from it. They, yeah, just they, give, them, give them two years. Let them cook yeah. a little longer. Uh-huh. Because, like, that's a cool base. Like the Yeah. But, like, maybe work on it a little more. And mm-hmm. maybe it would be better. I don't know. I just, I just found that uh, as a, a quick little thing. That maybe we just don't do it every year. Yeah, that's fair, honestly. I think we have gotten a little carried away with the jerseys. Um, well, especially teams... since the ones that are good, they don't stick around long because we keep just go- bringing in new ones. Like there's some that I've loved the that the Nuggets have had the last couple of years, like the black rainbows and the uh, the white, the bomb pop colored ones, like the really bright blue and red. I like those ones, but we don't wear them at all anymore. We wore them for one season and now we're, they're done. Like, I don't like that, but yeah. And that would give good, that would give good jerseys an extra year to run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it's like a, everybody goes and buys the city edition. Like I wait to buy, cause I try to buy like an NBA Jersey of like, cause I had until four hours ago, the whole mm-hmm. Celtic starting lineup minus KP. And he was going to be my Jersey that I was going to get this year. Yeah. Um, and I was going to look, see what the Celtic City Edition was going to be. And like, I always look at that one first before I go a different road, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, 
speaking of that, what what happened four hours ago, Logan? Enlighten the people. We're recording this on the first of October. Yes. So Drew Holiday has been traded once again to Jacob's team, the Boston Celtics. And I guess, I mean, this is a sad and happy day. A little bit, maybe more sad than happy for you, would you say? On court, it's all ecstatic. I am ecstatic. I am okay. through the moon mm-hmm. because Milwaukee's like, we're going to get better. And then Boston was like, we're going to build an anti-you team. <laughs> Double bird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because Boston has always been a team that was like built to handle a Milwaukee. In, yeah. at, like They were always comfortable dealing with Milwaukee because they had – a couple pieces they could throw at Giannis when Chris Middleton was healthy. Jason Tatum did his best. And then Drew was a Marcus Smart. Like, there was a lot of things that Boston could do to handle Milwaukee. Um, didn't always work when, like, Chris Middleton was like, I am Michael Jordan. That didn't work then. But mm-hmm. uh, now they went and got Dame. And so, like, let's just go get – we don't have Marcus Smart anymore. Let's go get the guy that's literally the only – like, maybe even better than Marcus Smart at yeah. dealing with Damian Lillard. Yeah, so, I mean, he's, uh, he's the only guy we've seen completely shut down or neutralize Damian Lillard for entire playoff series so, before in the in the Portland and uh, New Orleans playoff series in 2018, I want to say, where Portland was favored going to that series. Aggressively. 3-6 matchup, and they got swept <laughs> by the Pelicans. Um, a big uh, part of that was Drew Holiday just completely putting the clamps on Damian Lillard. And... Uh, but the other thing is, uh, I should probably pull up the trade details uh, before I just start kind of talking. Oh, yeah. I have them here if you want me oh, to read them. Yeah. So, so I, we gave so, up a lot. Like a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Celtics get Drew Holiday. Blazers get Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, a top four protected Golden State first round pick in 2024. And then Boston's unprotected 2029 first round pick. That's the one I didn't love. The, the unprotected 2029. I was like... Yeah. Unprotected? I doubt, I doubt both the Jays are still even there in 2029. Both sadly. of them, no. Yeah. One of them for sure, probably. Jason Tatum will still be there if he's still playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Unless they just they just pull an audible and go, St. Louis, you're getting an expansion. I don't think that there will be any other free agent market because Boston will pay whatever the max they can for Jason Tatum. So it won't be a money thing. And I think he likes Boston. He comes out. Uh, quite frequently in his, like, when Dame was talking about, like, I don't want to go to Boston. He's like, we get it. You don't like Boston. Like, on Instagram Live, mm-hmm. he uh, his his like of Boston seems to be genuine. So I feel like Brown might be gone, but I don't think Tatum will be. Because I guess a 12-year career, I feel like Tatum will play longer than that. Oh, yeah. Uh, For sure. So, because 17 mm-hmm. to 29, yeah. Anyway. Uh, didn't love that it was unprotected. I would have loved like a like even a top three protected in case things go really wrong, mm-hmm. or a top four. Uh, but that uh, you have all your other picks though, don't you? Out, out there. I don't know what we lost with the KP stuff. I always mix up what picks we lost in that. Did you realm. give up picks? I thought we had to give up a couple, but I usually I thought... what happens is once the off season rolls around or trade deadline, I like re restock once things have settled. Like, mm-hmm. then I'll figure out what we all have and, like, think about. But I know yeah. that we're not empty. We're not like a uh, Pelicans – or, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, excuse me, Lakers. We're not like a Lakers. Uh, Pelicans thought, have all the Lakers side. But. I thought the Grizzlies picks were the ones that got moved around in that deal from what I remember. I'm pretty that sure might be right. Grizzlies put gave up 
Tyus Jones and some picks. But there might have been a Celtics pick in there somewhere. But, um, yeah, anyways, though, I think you're still pretty – there's nothing, like, dangerous about – No. You know, like, you're not – you don't have an arid wasteland of a future like some teams definitely do, like the Bucks. No. We also have those eight second round picks, just because oh, we yeah. just collected second round picks. That's like true. it was our job as like mm-hmm. a move like this, and that's why I was like, I was hoping I didn't because the I knew that we talked about it on the last episode that Drew Holiday's salary it would have to be Malcolm Brogdon and. Al Horford or Robert Williams. That's the mm-hmm. only way that money would be close unless you put in like a bunch of little pieces. Um, and so I was like, okay, well maybe we'll do like a couple little pieces, figure out a way to make the salary work. And then like send just a boatload of seconds. Cause we have them for a trade like this. Brad Stevens has talked about it. Like the second round picks a lot of the time can be the glue to make a trade work. Mm-hmm. Uh, or those are where you get the, the Euro guys that, don't have the yeah, crazy stash. spotlight, um, but they're still valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not throwaway picks like a lot of people used to look at them at. And I think he said, as I as he did as a coach, he was like, I didn't really care about my second-round picks. I was like, get rid of them. I don't care. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he says that, and the best player in the league was a second-round pick. And But anyway, <laughs> second-round picks have gained value for sure. Uh, but on the court, if, if we're not betting favorites for the East, I haven't looked. We have to be. Oh, it, uh, above the Bucks now? You mean? I think it had to have bumped us above the Bucks. That's like interesting. The starting five mm-hmm. would be. I don't know if I would say had to, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. But then the Bucks got campaign, which I was like, dang. <laughs> well, no, like you laugh, but like that was just a good value point guard spot that I think he would have been a Celtic if uh, this oh, wasn't yeah. able to come together. Honestly, yeah, he would be a. I would like him more on the Celtics than I do with Milwaukee, honestly. But money's obviously not there anymore because this is definitely a move for Banner eighteen to like this year. Yeah, and next year. Uh, but we talked about is does Drew Holiday? Did he say like I'll play a little longer? I, yeah, I'm just, apparently. Honestly. I just don't know because like that's a lot to give up. Mm-hmm. You guys, you want to hear their lines now? Yeah, sure. So the Celtics and the Bucks are tied. They have the same exact that's line. Fine. That's fine. F- 54 and a half. So the, oh, the Celtics went up a win and the Bucks went down a win after the Drew trade. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Even even to win the East. Yeah. I think that's pretty fair. Um, also, well, look at the odds. Let's... That's what I was looking at. So Bucks odds on their over-under, though, is even. 54 and a half. So it's, yeah. it's even odds both ways. Celtics are slightly more favored to go over than under with a minus 115 over. Okay. Mm-hmm. Versus a minus 105. Is there not under. one just to win the East? Oh, probably. Let's look at that. Yeah. So there's the plus 225 for Boston. I don't have the whole plus 225, you said? That's what I have for a draft. Uh, hold on. I see on. FanDuel, Milwaukee, and Boston have the same odds again for Eastern Conference champions at plus 175. Yeah, and then everything's around that, but it looks like most sports books are looking past FanDuel. Um, this is MGM has Boston at one t- or at 200, plus 200, uh, Milwaukee 175, and then uh, Vegas Insider has them at... 
or that's the thing that has everything compiled. I'm yeah, I was going to say, I think that's like the, that's like Metacritic. DraftKings has them even. Yeah, so it it looks like it's even to slightly favoring the Bucks, which is, I'd have it the other way around. Just mm. if it wasn't because, and I guess the matchups one-on-one, this isn't to win a series, this is to win the East, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Head-to-head, though. I Yeah, I, I think Boston should definitely be favored in a series against, I mean. Just I, because of their. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks won a series against Celtics. I'm not going to say that at all because they have great players. Uh, yeah, but, players mm. that will just get things done. But uh, it will be a good six-game series. You know? <laughs> six, exactly. Yeah, it's not going to seven. <laughs> anyway, um, this will be interesting. One so how do you also, feel about Robert Williams, I guess? What, what, what do you feel about that? I'm bummed, like a lot of bummed. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, this does not hurt like Marcus Smart did. Mm-hmm. But it's just uh, the combination of both those happening in the same offseason. Like, I've never had my heart ripped out, really, yet. I, I haven't been like, oh, that guy's gone. Like, Danny Ainge did it, but it's before I paid attention enough to, like, really be, like, these guys. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. that one's rough. Yeah, That one's rough. Uh, Robert Williams is one that I, because like, I like, he just had so much upside. He just, like, never could stay healthy. Yeah. For sure. He, That's like, a huge part of it. And he was a big part of I just it scares me to have Al Horford have less as he gets older, I feel like you'd want more security blankets. And it feels like we just got rid of it. Even though yeah. I mean you got you still have KP though, which you didn't have last year. That's true. Um and who knows, I'm sure things aren't done. Things will get moved, benches will get filled out and swapped yeah. and changed and fixed mm-hmm. and um but it's the, the Malcolm Brogdon one, I wasn't as, like, emotionally connected to him as I was Robert Williams. Like, I was, like, mm-hmm. pumped to have Brogdon come last year for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. But he's just – he's a new guy. He's not he's like just, He was just also money. I don't know if Portland was like, yeah, we're really into Brogdon. Oh, no. Like, yeah, we, they're looking at flipping him now, too, again. Already? Yeah. they. That's what I, I thought when I saw the deal. And it's like they just keep – they keep, like, uh, getting a lesser – like, a less valuable but guard. But I think they're in the green. <laughs> Like I think with this getting the two oh, yeah. first rounds, no, for sure. Even I think after Portland he... has officially been like, we are happy with whatever haul we get for Brogdon. Uh, of we course. are happy. Yeah, we I added think... DeAndre Aiden, Robert Williams the third to accompany our young guards. Yeah, I think they, if they get like, a mediocre first rounder out of Brogdon, and that's it. I think that that's fine. Like if the Clippers just go like, yeah, we'll give you our. Clippers can't. That's the wrong team to say. But if, why can't they? Oh, because they pick. That's yeah, true. The, the pick is like they covet those. Like, they need to because they don't have any of them. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. left. But anyway, I think uh, I was bummed for the Robert Williams thing. But this Portland team is definitely more watchable than they were uh, two weeks ago for me. Mm-hmm. More like partly because they have Robert Williams the third. But then you've also got like the DeAndre Ayton and that that court will look fun. And then with yeah, I, I don't know. It'll just yeah. be a man. For it's sure. a bummer though. It's a mm-hmm. just a bummer. If it would have been Al Horford, I would have been in shambles. We wouldn't have been able to record today. Yeah, that would have been. But I wouldn't have liked that as much, honestly, for the Celtics. Just because when you're making this move for Drew, you're you're putting your window to more now. now. You know, so Al Horford, I think, is more important to you winning right now than Robert Williams is, to be honest. Yeah, maybe just especially just because of 
the fact that he's more reliable, you know. He's just getting older. Yeah, but I mean, he's Drew's older. He's basically immortal. It seems like <laughs> Al Horford. We thought yeah. his career was over like four years ago, and then all of a sudden he's just having when he looked when he looked really rough in uh, Philly. Philadelphia. Speaking yeah. of Philly, did you see Joel's and uh, Joel's tweet? I don't think so. He said this off season has been fun. LOL. Because of James Harden. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just because they've been in the conversation for literally everything and have never done it. Oh, okay. And I so, mm-hmm. is I I just feel like that would be it's Joel Embiid. He, him tweeting something does not actually mean anything. Yeah, I think he's just being a little like sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. tongue in cheek about just there's been a lot of things that's happened. That's kind of like, are you kidding me at this point? Like, what more can like happen? to go wrong for our team this summer. I guess they're like, they're pretty good from an injury standpoint and stuff like that. But the James Harden thing is huge. And then just they're being losing all of their depth pieces they had because they all went and signed for slightly better money at other teams. Like they're all gone. Cause that was like yeah. the big thing. Obviously they had that good high end, but like the depth was like huge for them last year. They mm-hmm. had like, 10 guys during the regular season, they'd be like, yeah, we could throw anybody in 11 guys. It was like, Oh yeah. Jesus, no. they just don't get tired. Mm-hmm. And now they're down to just like, Embiid, a Harden that doesn't want to be there. And Maxi, <laughs> they've got obviously those, are, those are their stars. Yeah. But the, they, the, the other guys su- depleted substantially. But the thing is they like all the guys behind, like that were buried on the bench were guys that were playing rotation minutes for them. Not that long ago on like a good team. You know, Shake Milton, Furkan Korkmaz, those guys at one point were like actually contributors. Yeah. But then they they signed all these older, more veteran players, and then those guys weren't playing at all the last couple seasons. But so you would think that, you know, they they still have an NBA rotation that could make oh, some they noise. They still do for sure. They're still the third best team in the East. Mm-hmm. It's just that yeah. there's a gap now. For I sure. I feel like there's there used two. to be, it, it was Bucks, Sixers, Celtics. And now I think it's Bucks, Celtics, and then Sixers are the start. Or maybe they're on their own little island because I would still put them above Miami. Miami's playoff oh, yeah. run needs to like be removed from people's minds. Miami is not the same level as the, the Bucks or the Celtics or the Sixers of the world. No. They're closer to the Sixers, but they're not. The, like yeah. Just because the playoff run went how it did, mm-hmm. they are not the same at all. They're gonna they're gonna have a challenge ahead of them to even make it back to the playoffs. Like because just looking at how last season went and how they've lost pieces. Also going lost into this pieces. season, Struce is gone. Yeah. Um. Gave Vincent. Oh, Vincent's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle Lowry's getting another year older. I mean Jimmy, for that matter, is getting another year older. Heroes getting angry. Maybe yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, they seem to play better without yeah. Tyler Hero. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a problem. Fair and true. Um, that's fair and true. Anyway, uh, let us know what you think, honestly. How much better are the Celtics after doing this? Are they better? Worse? Just kidding. They're not worse. But mm-hmm. Definitely not worse. No, there's no world they're worse. Mm-hmm. I don't I th- think there's a world. Unless... I'm not even going to say it. I'm, there's a scenario I thought that they are worse, and I'm not going to put that into the universe. Going to keep okay. that one locked down. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes because sense. Because I just don't want to don't want to speak it into existence. Yeah, 
So um, Drew Holiday, like you guys just have a really solid starting five with a great six man. Also, if Derek White is your six man, that's uh, six man of the year candidate. We go back to back with different players. And we talked, but we were texting. We'll, I think it'll be like a not a load managing who's the sixth man, but like there'll be matchups where Al Horford will come off the bench mm. and mm-hmm. also like save him a little bit because he is getting a year older, like all those other guys we've said. And then yeah. there'll be years where they, okay, well, not years. There'll be games where they go, okay, we'll go KP, Horford, <clears throat> and then the Jays and Drew. Or the, the Jays. I didn't even think of all that. three Jays, yeah. The, the big three is the Jays. Bleacher Report also was hecka out of pocket. They said, take a look at Boston's new big three. And they took the same image they did with KP and just put Drew Holiday there instead. They like didn't even like make an effort. Really? So he's they like just, way taller than the other guys? Is that what you he, mean? He's like sitting higher in the image. Yeah. From what I saw. And I was <laughs> like, funny. okay. Um, Made it really fast. Because well, uh, I mean, the, the Woj tweet came out and that came out like 10 minutes after. But I was yeah. just like. It's a fast Photoshop job. I just feel like, well, I, if you are those people, you definitely built it already. Like you had to have had it done. The second that they were like, we're looking to flip Drew, you'd be like, okay, get a Sixers one without Harden, get a Sixers Celtics. one with Harden for some stupid reason, get a Celtics <laughs> one, and get a Heat one. Just get them all made, get them done, and if there's something else, it'll be fine that it's slow. Uh-huh. If they waited till today to make that, someone is not doing their job during the week. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. Um, uh, yeah. Nature report. But yeah, so I think that Drew is going to give you also just a, a better point guard, like in yeah, terms of facilitation. Mm-hmm. Someone that has played point guard wild. Yeah, led the entire playoffs and assists in 2021. Hmm. Fun fact. But well, yeah, you know. so that should be a, a nice upgrade there. I mean, on both sides of the ball, you could argue it's an upgrade. As good as Marcus Smart is on the defensive end, Drew Holiday is, is at least as good. Um, I um, Yeah, I also think that, like, the difference between them offensively is worth the maybe, like, even if you say they're even, and for the sake of the argument, we'll pretend Marcus Smart is a little bit better. I don't think he is. He's just not as big. You're talking about defensively, right? Defensively, yeah. Okay. You take what they do offensively, Drew Holiday is just better. Way better. Not even just, close. Be- yes, it's just better. So if you lose a point on the defensive side, even though I don't think you do, just because of the size that Drew Holiday is compared to Marcus Smart. They're like the same size, aren't they? I always thought Marcus Smart was shorter, like like tinier. Uh, I think they're listed at the same height. If if they're, they are different, Drew might be like listed an inch taller. But they weight wise, they're probably similar. They're they're around the same size. But um, Drew is like he's not very good off ball defensively wise. He's not bad, but it's like Drew's Drew's like strength or his specialty is like go find a player and just take him out of the game. Like, that's what Drew's really good at. Marcus Smart can do that. He's good at that, too. But Mar- what Marcus Smart is really, really good at is just, like, team defense and, like, uh, kind of just being the energizer, captain of the defense in a way. You know, Marcus Smart is more of, like, a team defender. Um, So, like, I'd say Marcus Smart has a more well-rounded defensive package or skill set than Drew does. 
But Drew's like, in terms of an on-ball defender, mm-hmm. I don't think there's one better than Drew Holiday. So, it could be worse, but it is not worse actually. I don't think it. it it's probably about as good as it could have gone. We have mm-hmm. a point guard that's a real point guard. Um, definitely not the year that I thought it would be that like everything would get like reworked and reshuffled around. But yeah, it's weird. I wasn't expecting all this to happen either. But um, it did. It, it, it happened, and here we are, and we'll see. Makes the season a lot uh, more diff- more fun than I thought it was going to be because I thought yeah. it was just going to be like a okay, it'll be the same couple teams duking out in the East at least. The West is a whole different animal, but. On the East, I figured it'd be the same teams fighting for the top Which seed. It is actually just new look teams, new look versions of those teams. That's very true, but it's wildly different looking yeah. versions of the teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess the jerseys are the same, yes, but it's not the same team in terms of personnel. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, we probably ran about too long. Yes, but we can. But with that being said, into our episode topic for today which is the southeast division going through their over under picks getting back into this uh finishing it out before the season starts um so a quick rundown of the game we're going through every team in the league this is the fifth division we've done so we only have one more after this and we're going through their over under lines from FanDuel sportsbook we are going to make our picks over under on each team's over under line and if we get them right at the end of the season, we get a point. If we get them wrong, we lose a point. And we get one lock per division, and a lock will change that selection to being worth three points, positive or negative, or positive and negative, rather, whatever it turns out as. And then uh, we also get one stay away per division to make that pick worth nothing uh, so it doesn't hurt you or help you. But, yeah, without further ado, I guess I actually wrote down these lines before this Drew Holiday trade happened. So I don't know if they would be different. I feel like they shouldn't be. I feel like they wouldn't be affected too much. But I'll just take a gander at the Hawks one really the Hawks one is the same. So we'll just we'll just treat these as they are the same. Because they probably are. But without further ado, let's get on into the Atlanta Hawks. And so Atlanta Hawks, last year they went 500. They won 41 games out of 82. Uh, my ceiling to floor range for them, I had them at 55 for a ceiling, 37 for a floor, and then 47 wins was their reasonable prediction. So they were on the lower end of that range, but a lot of that had to do with the trade drama throughout the year, them changing head coaches once again, team chemistry issues um, galore. So... Their line this year is right at where, you know, their total was last year, which is 41 and a half. So have to win 42 to go over. And that means that, you know, obviously in a rising tide in the East, they're going to have to be a better team than they were last year, which I like the prospects of, from the standpoint of like the new head coach with Quinn Snyder, I think that'll be a better look for them. Um, They did lose John Collins. um, For nothing. Yeah, it was for and nothing. Like in essence, it was pretty much just like he costs a lot. Here's nothing. Yeah. It was technically a trade, I think. Right? It was a trade, yeah. For okay. Rudy Gay and a second round pick or so, or maybe a first, something like that. Essentially, it was just a, a dumping of a salary. Yeah. It, like they didn't get any value for who John Collins could be as or is as a player. Yeah. And, you know, I 
if you guys have listened to me talk about the Hawks in the past, uh, I would say in some ways makes the roster makes more, make more sense just by getting rid of John Collins. But obviously you, I don't like eating the loss of value there. You know, yeah. it's still a valuable person that you should get something for. Um, Losing talent for nothing is not ideal. Mm-hmm. But the role that John Collins has had to play ever since Clint Capella came to town has not been what John Collins is, is great at. He's become better at those things, which I think has helped him in his career. He's a the better long basketball run. player. Mm-hmm. But those aren't like they basically in the starting lineups, at least when he was on the floor with Capella, he was relegated to being like a three and D wing, which those were two of his biggest weaknesses coming into the league was, was his three pointer and his defense on the, on the perimeter at least. Um, and he got a lot better at that. Uh, those two things over like way better than the vast majority of players ever thought he could be or like, to. yeah, like the vast majority of players you'll see do not make that kind of a, a jump in those kinds of areas. Like they don't, they don't get that much better at those things that he did. It was, so it was you, a you don't just become a shooter. You don't just pick up a shooter's touch mm-hmm. in a couple of seasons because you really work hard. Mm-hmm. Like it takes like a long time. And then defensively, it's like 90% of the defense is like the physical intangibles. Obviously you had him. He was a freak athlete rim runner. But yeah. Like the mental capacity and basketball IQ to do defense correctly is also not something you just pick up mm-hmm. from a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, so exactly. The, yeah. So props to him. Um, hopefully his shooting comes back. It, it would took a big dip last season um, because of the, I don't know if you've seen all those pictures of his finger, but the that giant messed up uh, swollen thing on his knuckle. Uh, a lot of people have said that's what has have affected his shooting, which I'm sure it's probably going to be hard to shoot when your your finger is swollen to double its size. And when you're not a naturally good shooter, having to like completely like figure out how to shoot again is yeah. not great. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that comes back uh, in Utah where he is now. But so looking at the Atlanta Hawks roster, though. There is a few names on here that I didn't know were here, to be honest. And that is, uh, right off the bat, we have Patty Mills on this roster, as well as Garrison Matthews. And then one player I'm not familiar with, which is Muhammad. I'm not even going to try to say his last name, but it's G-U-E-Y-E. Guy is, uh, I think, an okay guess. But, yeah, so not a lot of changes i guess other than obviously losing john collins they didn't they haven't brought anybody in to like completely fill in that role but they did have young guys that were kind of buried on the bench that could definitely step into that role like a jalen johnson uh not necessarily to fill in the starting level minutes but the the minutes that will be left over on the bench from the other guys stepping up like a sadiq bay aj griffin as a wing you know we have deandre hunter obviously still is on the Hawks roster, Onyeka Kongwu is probably going to be the biggest benefactor of this change. Well, and I think that it'll turn him into like not a household name, but people know who he has got. He is poised to do a lot more because uh, mm-hmm. he's shown flashes of a lot, but he's always been like played eleven minutes a game and just kind of fill this role if everybody's mm-hmm. healthy. So I think that he could be. I mean, the biggest benefactor is a really good way to put it. He could have. Uh, It'll be called the breakout season, but it'll just be due to actually getting a volume that is like able to produce any kind of numbers. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and we'll get the second season of DeJounte and Trey together in the backcourt. See if they play a little bit better together, have a little bit more success uh, when they are on the court with one another. 
Um, that'll be a big deciding factor as well for what how they do with their line. But uh, without further ado, I'm just going to give my pick on it, and that is I'm I'm feeling better about the under than I am under. the over. The East people have to lose in the East, and Quinn Snyder and Trey Young don't feel like a match made in heaven in yeah. terms of a player coach combo and. I don't know Trey Young. I've never met Trey Young, and I probably never will. But when the same exact thing happens multiple times, there's only been one consistent, two consistents. One, it's been the Atlanta Hawks, and two, Trey Young has been like the center of the issue. Mm-hmm. It's been so different I, GMs, though. Also, it's, it's been it's like there's been a, every other thing you can Rubik's cube and change. Mm-hmm. Trey Young has always been an ever-present problem or ever-present part whenever there is a problem. Yeah. Um. So that is why I am going under because mm-hmm. I don't know if it like I don't know if maybe Quinn Snyder gets it figured out. I don't know, but I yeah. just feel like there's a chance that it just doesn't mesh and Trey Young just goes mad and doesn't play for 12, 20 games or whatever he did last year. It probably wasn't that long, but he just didn't play for a while after he was like maybe okay and cleared to play. Um, mm-hmm. If you remember that, or maybe he got excused from the team last year. Uh, he he didn't go to one of the games that he. I mean, he was injured, but he didn't go with the team to like be on the bench and watch the game. Um, because was him it and, just one game? At least one. I don't know. It might have happened multiple times, but he. Uh, that was because he was in a fight with uh, Nate McMillan. They were like spouting back and forth apparently earlier that day, and then. Trey Young says that Nate McMillan said, all right, well, then don't bother show up, showing up to the game then or something like that. But Nate McMillan said he never said that. Uh, but Trey said that's what he was told, so he didn't come to the game. Um, but, yeah, so that was uh, a funny uh, playing out of events with – yeah, it's just Trey has always seemed to – I mean, with multiple coaches now, obviously, like we've, we've been talking about um, – has not gone along with, and I think both times, definitely this last time, but I think even with Lloyd Pierce, the the rest of the team, it was reported that the rest of the team was more on the coach's side than they were on Trey's side. Which doesn't normally happen. Yeah. Usually it's like the players are like, this coach sucks. Mm -hmm. He's stepping on our toes. Cough, cough, Indiana. Yeah. All players were unified. And usually Uh, it's the best players that have the better relationship with the head coach. With the coaches. Yeah. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. other way around where everyone that's not your – arguably only like bona fide star player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh was like, oh, I've got a problem. And everybody else was like, no, he's pretty I think he's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's not a great um, sign. But I what I think they did well or right this time going in with Quinn Snyder is they gave him way more power up front and announced that, hey, this is the situation he has I can't remember the the actual like the technical term for it, but for, he has front office executive capabilities. Like mm-hmm. so he can't He's above just being able to get fired by the GM. Like the GM can't just say, hey, you're fired. You're done. It has to be like a very uh, organizational type of decision. decision. Um, and also he, uh, they said going into the season that they're not letting Trey Young just supersede Quinn Snyder's authority. They pretty much told him that uh, if like it comes to a boiling point, Trey Young's not going to be a hawk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. which I think is the right move for the longevity of your franchise. Letting Quinn Snyder cook, cook for a while is fine. I, th- mm-hmm. I don't think that will do any harm. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going under for this year. Teams have to lose. I think it will be the Hawks' watchability. 
don't really care. I haven't been super on the Hawks train since the uh, two years ago, whatever that was. Yeah, uh, the year like, because they had their run, and then they disappointed. So it was two years ago. So I'm yeah. like, well, you two could nine. It, you could call it three years ago, technically, if you're counting this season as this, you know this year, last year, yeah. two years ago, three years ago. So. Yeah, three or two nine. You said two nine. That's I just a pretty really, solid one, honestly. I just really don't care. Yeah, I I tend to lean. If you guys haven't listened to the episode, other episodes, I tend to lean a little bit higher on the watchability score rankings. But so I'll probably give them like a three seven. But the fact we're that close is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I they're I don't have very many teams below five. And we are going to have a lot of low numbers in this division. Just a heads up. Oh yeah, maybe we should not. have said that at one point that. This is, uh, I think this is by far the worst division in the NBA. Because we thought Dame was coming here. And then we talked about like, oh, maybe we should, we gave Dame his own episode when he's traded and breaking all that movement Mm -hmm. down. Um, But yeah, this is just a whole lot of not fun, uh, including the not fun that's up next, who recently also had news that one of their players is no longer with the team. The Charlotte Hornets. Kai Jones. Kai Jones. Yeah, so... It's not like a team saying we're not. I think he stepped away from the team. Yeah, I don't. I didn't read anything about that. He um, was going. It was interesting. I didn't he was on me. some sort of mind-altering substance. Oh, and on so he's... Instagram Live. Uh, okay, but apparently that's like how he just used to be. He just is like that kind of a quirky, weird guy. But everybody kept saying that he's like doing Percocets. Okay. I see. Yeah. Well, hopefully he gets stuff figured out. But, oh, yes, it looks like some people there. Yeah. Greg Brown is being interviewed saying that that's just the way he is. Um, He's just a different guy. But, yeah, that's an interesting situation. Um, regardless, so I don't think that's going to affect them too much in terms of no. winning games. But um, so last year they won 27 games. So they're 27-55. That was towards the bottom, again, of their range for me. I had them at 42 at their ceiling, 26 at their floor, 32 was the sweet spot in the middle. Um, and then so their line this year is going to be 30 and a half wins. So they have to win 31 to get the over. Uh, this is a tougher one because LaMelo, a big part of why they <clears throat> only won 27 last year was because LaMelo got deactivated about midway through the or, season, I think. And even then, like that first half, he didn't play all of the games. He mm-hmm. was very, I feel like he was up and down in terms of ability to play even in that first half before they just shut him down for the season. Yeah. So, and Gordon Hayward has misses tons of games as usual. Um, Ever since the incident. Yeah. So it maybe if, you know, they have more healthy looking roster this season, they could scrape out some more wins and hit that over. But I, again, I don't feel great. I'm okay. I need to kind of think about all my picks here because I don't want to go under on every team. And that's well, no, how because they've gone over on every other East team, pretty much like someone has to lose. We've been pretty high on other divisions in the East. I don't know if we've gone over on uh, maybe like slightly more than under on other teams in the East, but it's interesting to look at. Do you have the 
picks in front of you? No, I do not. Oh, okay. But yeah, I I think we both have have gone at least over and under on each, like a, at least a team or two in each division so far. Um, so it hasn't been big, like too big of a of, of a difference. But I I feel like the Hornets might. Yeah, I'm gonna go over on the Hornets actually. I'm going under. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. What was the line? Thirty and a half. Under. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with the over here just because. 31 games isn't a lot, isn't a lot of wins. And the Heat's line, I think, is a little high. There, yeah, I don't know. I and there's a I have a different team that I'm gonna use my lock on in this division. Um, and it's not the Charlotte Hornets. So I'm gonna go slight over. Don't feel great about it. But and I will be going slight under. Yeah, so that's what we're gonna be picking for watchability scores. Um Another rough one for me. Gonna give him a, a whopping two three. Two three. No, I, healthy I okay. Healthy Lamello. Mm-hmm. Two nine. Also, I think you have what has to be factored into this is the broadcast as well. The play by play. Wait, why? Why'd you He's go down? He's the worst. You don't like Eric Collins? No. Why? Everything is fine until it just goes, Miles Bridges in the first quarter. Have you ever watched a Hawks game or a Hornets game? Hornets game? Yes. In the first quarter. I don't know if he does it like that. But he does it. It's just whenever there's a big dunk, he just screams. Big dunk or even just like a big play, and like a, a, a clutch free throw. Like I'm not. I, I'm I not love it. I love it. He's so entertaining. I love the energy. I don't know. I, that surprises me that you don't like that because that feels like that's like more of your realm. Realm, yeah, like more being like kind of hyped and crazy about something. Oh no, you, you've probably never listened to me call a football game. Yeah, that's not. Well, how I don't you mean. I don't mean while in a booth, but I mean in just in life oh, in general. And, no, yeah, uh, this is maybe. I just think that there's like moments where you get hyped like that, like for sure. But I, I just am not all in on that one at all. Okay, that's surprising me. I've never heard anyone say they don't like Eric Collins. And it, like his like call itself is fine. It just like if he did it like not every game, whenever <laughs> something happens, and he just like peeks out his mic, and I'm just. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we agree to disagree. Um, no, this is a that adds yeah. to watchability for me. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go a 5-3 for the Charlotte Hornets just because Lamelo's fun. I've always liked Gordon Hayward. Um, Terry Rogier is a, a bucket. And Eric Collins just yelling about stuff. And he has Miles Bridges back to yell about his dunks. So Fresh off of uh, beating women. That Yes, precisely. Which, <laughs> not sure if I'm happy about him coming back from that standpoint. Uh, but... That is yeah. why he was gone. Um, mm-hmm. Further looking, like, his pacing is good when he calls games. His energy level outside of his random, like, it's a big play, so it's not random. But, like, usually those moments are, like, the bang type of moments, like, in yeah. the corner. Like, that's when that should come out. Yeah. I just feel like like he just, like, 
it just happens a lot. Oh, you, oh, you think he does that stuff more often than Mike Breen uses the bang? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. I'm saying like the screaming bang when Ray Allen hit the corner three. Not just when he goes bang, like he yells it, but not like the same frequency. Yeah, yeah, but those happen like I th- I feel like just because there's a compilation video of him of him doing well, a bunch of this, like it's not like it happens even. Maybe I just catch some high flying Hornets games, and mm-hmm. I've just seen him do it like three times in a quarter. I'm like, okay, yeah. I w- I would say it's more like so he w- in the moments that Mike Breen would say bang, Eric Collins just loses his mind. <laughs> like that. That's the what. And the Mike Breen yells bang too often. Oh, and you're saying Mike Breen yells bang too often? Is that what you said? Like, yells it too often. Saying it, that's his thing. That's what he does. That's fine. Yeah. I just feel like once there's, like, a big moment, if there's, like, if you used your peak and there's nowhere else to go. Uh, this he, is more he, does like a, the, he does the double bang sometimes. But. I and the biggest, <laughs> mo- he, like, the biggest moments he has done the double bang. But. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like Mike Breen. There's not a better play-by-play guy. Like, oh, what 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 was that face? Mike Breen's good. No, no, just interesting. Mike Breen is the goat. Man, I didn't know we felt this differently about. I uh, think we just uh, have different uh, levels of like play. how you should call a game. Mike Breen is like the pinnacle of. He's of, he, okay. I just think he's like he bar- he never makes mistakes. Even when he does, it's like very like fast, like turned around, like you know, like it's just like he's just so good. His voice is so perfect for it. The uh, his tone is is like very consistent. He's never like he, it's like the op, he's more even keeled. Like he's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum from um, Eric Collins. But even with that eel, even keeledness, like when he gets like the bangs out there like it's, it's, it's just like you said he's the goat that is he, who is the goat kevin harlan are you insane you would say kevin harlan is undoubtedly unquestionably better Maybe than Mike just Green. basketball whatever but kevin harlan does baseball football and basketball at the highest level i love kevin harlan not taking it away from kevin harlan and i'm, I'm not, saying mike breen is like an at least equal candidate for being the goat we'll just say without hesitation and the basketball caveat is the more important thing. Because, like, yeah, this is going to be a thing that we go round and round and round and round. It doesn't matter. But it's just – that's why – it's just the without hesitation how you just went, he's the goat. I'm like, what? Well, I mean, would you say that's weird to, to call LeBron the goat? If so, if somebody was like, oh, it's LeBron, it's the, it's the goat. Like, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's insane that you just With said LeBron's just the, the basketball caveat for the announcer thing that it makes more – my brain immediately just went to everyone. Well, no, I just mean that Every if, if you broke it like down – Joe Buck is up there, but he doesn't do basketball. Yeah. I, I'm just saying even if you broke broke it down, like the LeBron the, – saying LeBron's the GOAT example, if you broke it down, I actually probably would lean uh, Jordan. Like in that mm-hmm. – if you if I had to actually pick one guy – but I don't see any problem in just saying like, oh, LeBron James, he's like the GOAT, you know? Because there's very few guys that you can actually say that about. He's one of maybe two at mo- like at most, yeah, probably only two guys that you can say that about as far as basketball players. And just I, feel, basketball. I feel like that way about about Mike Breen. As Mike a Breen, 
I, I was more that I was just thinking announcers across everything, like multi guys that do okay. multiple sports very well. And Mike so who Green else? Is not, huh? So who else besides Kevin Harlan then? Joe Buck is insanely good. Doesn't do basketball, but he's really, really good. Uh, he okay. does baseball, or he used to do baseball, but now that he's without Amazon, I'm not sure. Um, Mike Tree, he only does football. I'm trying to think of other multi-sport guys. A lot of guys just do one sport, but that's why I was like, mm-hmm. I like shocked more the the speed, the gusto, the. Al yeah, Michaels has fallen off for football. He's getting too old. He needs to give up. I didn't even know that he still did it. I remember him he's, from like the old like Madden 05 game and stuff like that. But uh, Joe Buck's at ESPN. I don't know why I said Al Michaels is uh, Thursday Night Football. Which is Fox? Which is Amazon. Or Amazon. Oh, yeah. He yeah. also is able to Wait, do so playoff he, games it's somehow. An Amazon, it's an Amazon broadcast too? Yeah. Thursday Night Football is only on Prime. Yeah. I knew that, but I didn't know the broadcast like in terms of like the, the team – like what it shows on screen, like the it's like an Amazon. They work for Amazon, like the as far as I understand. I guess yes. that would make sense if they have the only like the only rights. It's to It's only it. on Prime, yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's why this morning's odd. game in London was on Nickelodeon. What? What game? And Disney. It was, no, it was on Disney Plus. Sorry, oh. it was like the Jaguars Falcons, and it was on Disney Plus as a live, and it was like like little animated people running around and. Oh, that, so it's like an alternate broadcast thing. Yeah, and it's it was wild. I yeah. don't know why you would make a kid watch that. Just let him watch the actual game. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that was a fun conversation about uh, broadcasting. and. Uh, um, I don't think any of the broadcasts we set are that bad. I just think that, like, energy is a resource, like, moments. So if you go to this extreme in the second quarter – when the game is not close, what do you do when there's like this Ray Allen in the corner type of moment? Uh, take his shirt off and and break it. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, like Eric Collins just goes insane. Like it. Like no, Eric Collins never is lacking energy in a broadcast, which is a thing that not everybody can do. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's bad by any stretch of the imagination, but it like he gets so. And like I said, I don't watch a lot of Hornets basketball. So like the Hornets games I have watched, maybe I just caught ones where he was just feeling extra juicy. Yeah. And he just had like three. Because it was like I just recovered from the last one before he went on his next one of just screaming. <laughs> and I was like, this is the same quarter. What is going on? And it's like not even the fourth quarter. And like if like a team was like mounting a comeback and like to tie the game up, there was a thunderous slam for Miles Bridges. That's when you lose your absolute mind as the home guy. Yeah. But he just does it like big dunks. It's never like, and the layup. He like doesn't do stuff like that. He might. It's a cool I th- he honestly has a f- no. Like he, I, I did not exaggerate. I was not exaggerating when I said on a clutch free throw. Have you seen that clip of Terry Ogier hitting a free throw? And then like <laughs> Eric Collins' voice is just like, oh, yeah, Terry, two beauties. This, yeah, that's wild. Anyway, <laughs> I. Different, different, different uh, things for different folks. Different, different strokes, strokes for different folks. For folks. Yeah. That applies just about everything in life. Honestly, that's one of the most versatile phrases. Oh yeah, I mean, other than saying like I like what I like and you like what you like, that's what it's saying. If folks yeah. didn't understand what I was saying when I said that, I've said it a bunch of times on the podcast probably already. It's pr- it's pretty ingrained in my vernacular. D- different strokes for different folks. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's pretty universally recognized, like at least in terms of English speaking people. That like it's an it idiom, obviously, but but like um, it works for food. Yeah, it, it works for just about anything just that pick has a to do thing with that you can. Have, yeah, if there's a yeah anything with an opinion, mm-hmm. they're for strong for different folks. Yeah, but anyway, moving on. Are you good with the Hornets? Oh, we totally forgot jerseys. We did. Hawks. Do we want a Hawks jersey? Um. Dominic uh, Wilkins slam dunk contest. Which jersey did he wear for that? It was the all red with the hawk. The hawk, like text, I, you mean? Re- rewind. I totally for just they're all black, like they're carbon black ones they wear now. The peach tree ones, the peach ones. I've, I'm almost positive that's not it. Oh, okay. I know which ones you're talking about now. The yellow ATL ones. Yep. Yes. Um, I like the – those ones are awesome. I like that. But I like the peach, the the ones from last year. Yeah. Those are the city editions. Those are my favorite Hawks And we only get them for one year. Yeah. Petition to make city editions every other year. Mm-hmm. And then for our jerseys uh, on um, Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte has some really good jerseys. Honestly, I lo- I love their colors. Honestly, I think they're the Portland Charlotte jersey is the best one. <laughs> oh, the Portland, yeah, the PDX one. Um, no, I like. Um, I mean, they just—it's hard to make a bad Charlotte jersey. I feel like, but they made a really bad one last year. They've made some really bad ones. With, like, I don't know what anybody in their right mind was thinking putting CLT. On the front of a jersey, <laughs> CLT. Like who? Th- who sees CLT and thinks Charlotte and doesn't think Clit? Yeah, or at, at the at like minimum, like if it's not, they don't think what you just said. They think like Colt, you know, or something oh, like yeah. that. Like every interpretation of that, like it's uh, not Charlotte. Charlotte's <laughs> the last one. If you don't know what you're looking at, yeah, like it's just CLT. Like who? Why? Why is that? What you did? CHA, like the one, if you're going to do three letters, how about use the actual three letters that are the abbreviation for the city, like the CHA, you know, for your team? Yeah. Like, why not just do that? Because they've done that in the past, haven't they? They've had, yeah, they've had CHA jerseys before, but I don't, for some reason, they decided to just throw a curveball at everybody, but CLT on the front of a jersey, and everybody was like, all right, yeah, this, this is good. We'll do this. Disney, not Disney, <laughs> Nike is just out of control. They need to be stopped. Technically, they're Jordan, but yeah. it's the same mm-hmm. brains, I'm sure. They just yeah. need to be stopped. Make yeah, them cook and think longer. Bad idea. Um, honestly, I, I think, I think it all probably... All Black Buzz Cities. All Black Buzz Cities are good. Um, but I, I think, honestly, the CLT jerseys might have been a play on... Uh, like they, They're just trying to get viral, make something go viral be talked about i don't know how you don't think of like it's just you have to yeah there's no way that there was a group of adult people that (laughs) decided on that and none of them thought about huh let's what is clt like what what do people think of yeah what would you like if you just looked at those letters and then the pins yeah they've got some great pinstripes i'm gonna stick with my all black buzz city Honestly, why don't they just put BC on a jersey? Or BCC. BZC. That feels better than CLT. Yeah, honestly. 
Um, and then I like their, I like the teal. Buzz cities also are good. Um, but my favorites, I'd have to say, might be the, like the cursive Charlotte ones with the hex print. That the hex, uh, yep. What's that called? Hexagonals. Yeah, hexacomb. I like those ones. Obviously, they've got some great throwbacks, like the Larry Johnson, Grandma Ma, old Hornets jerseys. Honestly, I think Charlotte is like an all-time jersey franchise. To be honest, one of the one of my favorites. But yeah, that'll do it for Charlotte. On to Miami. Oh, we didn't really look at the Hornets roster, did we? But we talked about, I guess, you know, they got Brandon Miller in the draft. They got Miles Bridges coming back. They haven't lost a lot. Bryce McGowan's is on this team. Uh, Mark Williams had a good, pretty good rookie season last year. See him coming back. Nick Smith Jr. was another guy they got in the draft this year. Uh, Frank Nidalekina is on this team, apparently. Oh, cool to see him still in the league. Yeah. And Amari Bailey looks like was an undrafted free agent they signed, whose mom dated Drake famously. <laughs> Um, just throwing that out there, but the (laughs) (laughs) next team we're going to be moving on to is the Miami heat and that their record last year was better than I thought in my head. Thinking back, I thought they were like closer to 500, but they're actually 44 and 38. Um, it's just their point differential predicted them to be a losing team. Like they should have, if you look at like what your point differential, what that predicts is what your season uh, wins is like it was like a 37 38 win team something like that um, but the thing is they play in the southeast division so they get more wins <laughs> than other teams do just by uh being by luck there. of the draw yeah um so that might help them get to their over which i should mention what my range for them last year was 55 as the ceiling 38 as the floor 47 was the reasonable prediction they got 44 um, and so this year their line is right at where my line was for them last season, which is at 46 and a half. So they have to win 47 to go they over. They went up? They their... saw that last regular season and were like, let's bump them up. Mm-hmm. They're going to win more games. Get out of here with that garbage. I think it's it's a huge part of it has to be the run that they made to the finals, obviously. But that's um, not rep- repeatable, and then the pieces that made that work are gone. Yeah, some of them. They, mm-hmm. What are you doing? Lock under. Done. That's lock delusion. Under. All right, lock under. I was going to use my normal un- – maybe I – I don't want to do the same thing as you because that makes the game not as meaningful. But I I honestly very easily could go right along with you and lock the under here. Like if they would have gone – if they would have put their line at 44, that's a good line. Mm-hmm. Because and a half. they had a, a, a 44 and a half, 43 and a half, because they had their big push at the end of the year to even get into the playoffs. Yeah. And like, there's a world where we're wrong about Atlanta. Things click, and Atlanta's the best team in the Southeast. Jimmy Butler's a year older. Kyle Lowry is virtually just a butt cushion now. He doesn't really do much on like, <laughs> that's not fair to Kyle yeah. Lowry, but like, he, he's he is, very old. He's aggressively taken steps back as a basketball player since he got to my or since that first year in Miami. He has definitely taken steps back. The main way he affects is the Bam game... going to turn into Joel Embiid? No, no, yeah, no. But he might he might add to his game offensively as being able to stretch his shot out a little farther. Maybe um, that's like the upside. That's like the the bright no, side that I can look is at. Jovic. 
Nikola Jovic is their upset. Is mm-hmm. their upside? I and think he might be still a few way, a few years away from being like a real guy, but um, their upside is their future, which is because they didn't trade it all away. Um, yeah, Hamey Hawkes is another older, which makes it a little bit tougher because um, he was a four year guy at UCLA, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, I mean, he's still a great, but he's a whole lot of fun, uh, to watch play. Yeah. But it is. Kevin Love is returning to the team. I, th- I thought that was a great addition they made last, uh, uh, during the, during the year last year, which was a huge loss for Cleveland that they just, they just lost bought him out. Kevin Love. Yeah. Um, it's, you don't usually see that a good team with like playoff aspirations, like, like hopefully wanting to go to the conference finals, you know, it might've just, just buy somebody out for Kevin love. Maybe he was like, I'm done. Find somewhere to meet. And they couldn't find somewhere. So yeah, I don't know, but it's, we talked about it to open things up. Losing value for nothing in the NBA is how you become a poverty franchise. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah. Bad moves. Uh, but Thomas Bryant is also on this team which he was a nothing for the Nuggets last year, but he was great on the Lakers before that. So maybe he'll be good on the Heat. We'll I think see. it's also with the Nuggets. It, it, that was just a bad match. Bad, bad, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fit. A, a poor fit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to so like, explain I didn't have more. <laughs> I just feel like, okay, I guess I could. I just feel like he was is a more... He'd be a great Joel Embiid backup. Mm. And the Nuggets never asked their centers to be Jokic. Other than when we had DeMarcus Cousins, but yeah. Mm. Um, But it just is not – they just didn't have like a unit built around what he did, and you don't build around Thomas Bryant. He's not that level of basketball player. Yeah. It just seemed like a very poor fit. But in L.A., it was like exactly what he – he just was like what he does. That's all mm. he needed to do. Yeah, and the Nuggets, I think, just wanted him to just. It just didn't work. Yeah, he, uh, he was missing a lot of. Sh- it was just weird. His shot was like, I thought that every place I've seen him before, I've always seen him as like a stretch five. I don't. I don't remember him making a single jump shot on the Nuggets. I don't remember him being that good of a shooter in Washington, but maybe. I mean, he, he was. was that's know. the way that he was always described as, and I feel like I've seen him shoot from the outside on other teams. And I've definitely seen, I've saw him rain in threes on the Lakers in one the game they played against the Nuggets, but I he shot some like around the free throw line jumpers in Denver that like airballed, and like just were like how in the world is this like how like what happened? <laughs> it's just confusing how much him and Reggie Jackson, the guys we got. I, I don't know if this is like the Bones Island cursed us on the way out for like anybody who gets added to this team is going to be like Space Jam take their powers away um but that's what it felt like so but hopefully yeah thomas bryant bounces back in a new home in miami but yeah so that i think there's not really any other changes to the roster caleb martin had a coming out party in the playoffs maybe he takes another step up going into this uh, into this nba season tyler hero coming back from injury but yeah so i think we're both good with the under so looking at their watchability the miami heat I think it's pretty during the regular season. It's like pretty middle of the road. Um, so I would give them a five, two. I'm seeing a four, seven popping in my head. That feels high. Like mm. a four, seven's high for me. Um, I just have so little interest in every team except for one in the Southeast division. There's one team that I'm like, 
Woo! And the rest of them, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And if my memory serves, I think my woo is next, right? They are next. Have we done heat Let's jerseys? Go. Oh, we have not. <laughs> All right. So heat jerseys. My favorite is go the uh, I'm a serial killer. Every jersey we've ever had, let's clip them all together. That's your favorite, or are you being sarcastic? No, I'm okay, ice whites. Ice whites. Where the ice? Or they whites? were all. Everything was white. Oh, like back with the the D Wade, LeBron, the Heatles. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I like those uh, ones. The Vice City ones are good. Mm-hmm. The Black Vice Cities are better, I think. But no, I'm 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 pretty. Or the yellows. Those yellows are pretty lethal. I hate the yellows. I, hate... I keep bringing up the bad ones on purpose. They have some really awful jerseys. They are the pinnacle of city edition every two years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I hate – I mean, they, the thing is they have some really great jerseys, but then the their bad ones are atrocious. No, like uh, – Like, who – why? Is there – I'm sure they have no, like – Kids that don't have clothes wouldn't wear some of the heat bad yellow yeah. jerseys. Like, like they would rather be clothingless, mm-hmm. be naked than like, wear those jerseys. I'm sure, just like every team, how they do, like, oh, the, this explanation of why this, you know, the symbolism behind why Still the jersey sucks. Is, like, yeah, I don't even want to know the reason why the heat is that shade of yellow, but I, <laughs> I just don't want to see it. It's worse than the, it's worse color wise. I'm not gonna say all around jersey, but it's worse than the Utah Jazz yellow jerseys, like color wise. But I still would take this uh, jersey over the Utah Jazz jerseys because the Jazz, I the font, like the, the size of the letters, I, that's just like all of it's bad. But the Heat one is just like why it looks like it's a it's Pacers trophy yellow. gold. It's trophy gold, and it's a nod to the infamous yellow ropes brought out seconds before the shot in the 2013 NBA Finals. That is so not a reason to make a jersey. <laughs> um yeah so not why haven't they one. done like a i'm calling it in three years the heat are gonna like come out with like this it'll be black and it'll ombre into fire colors and the bottom will have flames like like a, a children's hot rod yeah that's funny that is odd why they don't do more with fire well because it looks like it was made in like probably like ms paint if every time they try to do it um, Have they tried? Because I think it? it would look childish. No, oh. I just would imagine that every time they try to do it, it doesn't look good. Yeah, they need to do it in like a tasteful way. No, because I'm talking about like comical, like black, and then like cartoon flames. Oh, okay. They're just gonna go all in. Yeah. But honestly, black with like an ombre into fire colors on the yeah. bottom and be red. That wouldn't be the worst. They yeah. Could, would... They could get trophy gold in there somewhere in the in the in the fade <laughs> in the middle. You could have trophy gold. Yeah. Um. That would look so ugly. It would. Oh, okay. I've got it. I've got it. All black. Okay. On the side strip, they could do just that's where the ombre colors are at. Oh. The fire stuff. Yeah. Not actually flames, but just like a patch. Yeah. And then colors there. That wouldn't be terrible. Boom. Sign me up, Nike. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate that one. But um, it, looking at this also, I just noticed they have... They have black versions and white versions of the serial killer jerseys. The ransom wasn't no things. I think it was two years because they that was like city edition uh, was yeah white vice and then black vice or the other way around and then it was black serial killer and then white serial killer. I think that was like 
Yeah, they might have done that. I mean, they've had. I, thought... I love every version of the Miami Vice jerseys. Like, I love the black ones. I love the white ones. I love the blue ones, and I love the pink ones. But the ones I do not like at all, and I think is another example of how they can make such great jerseys, and then the bad ones are just atrocious. The one Miami Vice jersey that's awful is the gradient one that is half pink and then gradients into blue on the other half. The twenty, the 2000-2021 City Edition jerseys. Yeah. It looks like I it looks like a cup of Trix yogurt that you know I'm I'm like starting to mix together when yeah, I'm like this, seven years old. So serial killer white it was 2022-2023 city edition. Black was the 21-22 or the 22 season. I'll just say it that way. So white serial killer is 23, black serial killer is 22, ugly ombre is 2021. The trophy gold was what they're calling an earned jersey in 21. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the baby blue Miami Vice was the 2020 season. Black and pink Miami Vices were the city and earned jerseys. Yeah, I like both and those. And then the white Miami Vice was the 18 city mm-hmm. edition. Yeah. What was the – and that's when city edition started was the 18 season, I think. Okay. There's the full break. So yeah, they've only actually made two jerseys for city edition. They just mix it up. Oh, yeah, they just do different versions of them, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, but so they've only actually technically made two. Uh-huh. And the the trophy gold one was just a stupid earned one. Was earned. That they never should have done. Um. <laughs> oh, have you seen – oh, this can't be real. Please be fake. What is it? City editions need to be done. The Lakers leaked City Edition. The Los Angeles makes a mountain. It goes Los and then Angeles. And then I don't like that. That needs to burn in a hole. Lakers City jersey leak. Oh, I did see those. That feels totally fake. I thought that was a bad dream, honestly. (laughs) But one thing I do like, that font... Is that the Minneapolis font? Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's uh, some sort of design thing they did a long time ago. It's a throwback to that. Well, and but, then the Golden State ones also rough to look at. Just city editions need to die. I'm looking at all the city editions that they have like leaked, and the only one that I would be like, that's okay, or there's two. Mavericks was okay, and the Suns was. None of them are terrible. They're just not great. None of them are great, and it needs to be remembered. Oh, goodness. Is this real? Indianapolis is? Um, I don't see them. I will. Instead of just talking, I will just send you this. We went way too long on Jersey Talk. Let's get to the magic before this episode goes 30 hours long. Uh, on to the Orlando Magic. Uh, looking at them. So they, last season, won 34 games. They're 34 and 48. Uh, my prediction for them was 29 wins is my reasonable prediction. Ceiling was 37, floor was 17. So they're towards the higher end. Came out with a, a nice young core, nice young group with Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, a slew of guards there. I feel like they have a lot of good guys in the backcourt, potentially with Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, and uh, Jalen Suggs. And then they also have Gary Harris still on this team. Jonathan Isaac is also still on this team. 
Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., who I should have mentioned before with the young core. Mo Wagner coming off the bench as well. Uh, Chumo Ikiki is still on this team, another young guy that's struggled with injuries. Jet Howard was a pick in this year's draft. Goga Patadze is on this tra- on this uh, roster. Caleb Houston, I believe, is, is he a rookie this year? Yeah, no. No, no, he was in the 2022 draft, so he was a rookie last year, yeah. But he's still here, obviously. Joe Ingles was is a, just a guy that does not fit with the rest of the names on this roster. Doesn't make sense. But he is here, paid him a lot of money to come here. So, yeah, it's a it's a nice young – oh, Anthony Black, I didn't even mention, was their sixth pick in the draft this year. So it's a nice young team for sure. With a lot of young a potential. Lot, a lot of point guards. Just, just they just collect them like they're Pokemon, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Um, this year's draft, it was like a value thing because I feel like. Are you talking about Anthony Black now? Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he's kind of like a wing point. He's like a wing with point guard skills. You know, he's yeah. Big. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely going to probably be playing like the two or three position, like matchup wise, what who he guards on the other team. So it makes sense from that standpoint, but yeah, they do have a lot of guys uh, that can that can play the point guard position. I guess w- which is it's nice, like when you're looking at like a team like the Celtics, who have like you know that's been been what they're missing. A team like the Magic are definitely not lacking in that skill set, uh, and I mean even <laughs> like Paolo to a certain extent, and especially Franz, like as they're two of the biggest guys on their on the court. Both also are pretty like skilled with Proficient. the ball, pretty good passers, you know. So they have some point guard skills. So yeah, I'm liking this team. It's pretty funky. Uh, it's kind of it feels kind of like the Thunder of the East to me, just like a year or two behind with Thunder. Yes, at. that is on the, the second you said, I was like, wait, and then you added the year or two behind. I'm like, mm-hmm. that is it. They are. I don't know if they have a Shea. Like, not obviously not in position. They don't. It'd be Powell if it's anybody that. Will potentially has that top ten in yeah. the league potential for sure. Um, but I think like a two years out, Thunder is a great um, like equivalent of the two. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it feels very correct, and I also think that uh, it will translate to watchability for me because I've been I've enjoyed watching the Thunder for like a couple of years. The Magic. The. Both, I guess, but more oh, of the Thunder. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, saying yeah. that like they were fun to watch for a couple of years in the Magic. Oh, or just yeah, getting, yeah, like yeah. Last mm-hmm. year was enjoyable, but like this year will be like, I will actively be like, oh, when are the, I'll, let me check when the Magic are playing this week and like try to make it work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, for more sure. More than last year was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though they, last year they had some fun stuff going on with Bull Bull um, and Mo Bamba, but this year I think they're so, they're still going to have a lot of fun things about their team. Uh, they're definitely going to be my, highest in terms of watchability for this division but their over under line i don't know if i've said that yet is 36 and a half so they have to win 37 to go over and i feel like it's a really good line it's it's a hard one my mind's telling me no and my body's telling me yes so i'm gonna stay away you need to stay away here okay because i really want to go over but I think it's because my heart's in it, and I want them to be good. I want them to be the shocking, like, that team won 41 games this year? Mm-hmm. Like, I want that to be the case. Yeah. I just don't know. So I'm going to stay away. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, <sighs> so for me, I am going to um, – I, I would have to use my stay away here because I don't want to use it on the Wizards, but I'm going to actually put my stay away retroactively on the 
Charlotte Hornets because I didn't feel great about doing the over there. So I'm instead going to do the over on the Magic and give my stay away to the Hornets. I think is the the right move to make there. I'm feeling good about that. I think that I don't feel awesome that the Magic will for sure get 37 wins. It's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. But I definitely see that reality or that potential outcome uh, for sure is in the cards. In the same way that Miami gets to play a lot of the teams in the Southeast, so does the Magic. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And uh, last season, they beat a lot of really good teams even. They beat the Celtics mm-hmm. on back-to-back two games in a row. That was so wild. Yeah, they beat the Nuggets towards the end uh, of the season. They um, beat the six. They beat everyone that was good. Mm-hmm. They just were like, we'll get one game. Celtics, they beat them twice. That blew my mind. <laughs> back-to-back days. I was yeah. like, what the heck? <laughs> Both of them were super close, too. Like They were like super disappointing. I think ends. one of them went to overtime. Yeah. Yeah, and well, I remember one of them was a Grant Williams made like a turnover on the inbounds pass at in the like final possession of the game. <laughs> but <laughs> Grant and overtimes games or just close games do not go together well. Yeah, like the infamous "I'm gonna make them both." both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to the I'm sure you won't the... miss those moments, but I'll just miss the entertainment the... factor. I'm know. Batman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So. Magic, though, looking at their watchability, I'm going to give them a 7-8. I, wow, you, you got, I had a 7-7 seven, seven is okay. where I felt the Magic were at. All right. Uh, they're fun. To, I think they're going to be fun to watch. Uh, definitely, I will, like, there'll be weeks where I'll be like, Boston has a light week. They're only playing a game or two games, whatever. What other teams can I look through? And the Magic will definitely be on the list of things to look for. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, that being said, let's get to the jerseys. And so 7-7 seven, seven is yours? 7.7 7 okay. is mine. Mm-hmm. We've kind of abandoned the every Joe score, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. So. Um, Magic jerseys. Okay, I mentioned it on a previous episode when we were talking about the Wolves jerseys because there's a reason why that Wolves jersey is like one of my favorites ever, and it's because the shade the of blue is the, the same. Magic blue. Uh, well, not just any magic blue, but the, the magic pinstripe blue, the new one. Oh, you like the new one? Like not new, new, but twenty twenty last year's new. So no, city like, edition, the one where if you look up magic jerseys, the top yep. row has Paolo doing this, like looking down, mm-hmm. wearing that jersey. That blue okay. is like my favorite shade. My, that might be my favorite color, just that. It's just like pops to me. I don't know why, but I wish – like the so the Nuggets um, Mile High City jerseys, they kind of are, are similar to that. I and wish, you love those also? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I wish they would lean even more towards that, like more vibrant is what I would describe it as. Mine's the Baby Shack Pinstripe Blues. The pinstripe blues, okay. I like the black ones of the Shaq era, black pinstripes. Honestly, is that their best jersey era? Was the just the Shaq, the Shaq era, the nineties? I think as we've okay, as we just got done talking about with the Hornets, I would rank the the Magic even higher in this as an all time jersey franchise. I think Magic are a great candidate for being number one, even though like they don't have a super long history, so they don't have like a ton to choose from. 
But like, no, then they have bad ones. They have such bad. They have the orange Orlandos. Though that cannot be forgiven. The or- oh, the black. They're black ones though, right? They're black with like oranges, like the accent. No, like where like O R L is orange. It's when Aaron Gordon was there. Oh, uh, I think I remember the ones you're talking about. I'm seeing a different one in front of me right now that's black with orange. But I think I know which one you're talking about too. I don't love that. Um, but I guess I can forgive those ones because I don't see them very often. But like they're just in terms of like their jerseys in general, like if you just like hit shuffle on all of the magic jerseys, you're like the one that you pick is bound to be like a, a really solid jersey. You know what I mean? Um uh, their first city edition jerseys ugly as hell. Twenty twenty or twenty eighteen? Twenty eighteen. Oofta. Twenty eighteen city Oofta jerseys. Oof. The stars? That is an atrocity. Oh, I don't hate that one. As a Honestly. jersey? What do you mean as a jersey? As opposed to what? Just like a like a poster. Oh. Oh, as a jersey, I, I don't like that as a jersey. Real photos of things should not be on jerseys. Real photos of things should not like, be in jerseys. You shouldn't have like a photo of the night sky and then slap it on a jersey. I, yeah, I guess. I don't even like kind of think of that as a picture. I think of it more as just like a, a texture or a background type of thing, a pattern. But I see what you mean. It's like. Oh, and this year apparently they are bringing back the stars. Let's go. Like the stars around the ball. No, no, no. The stars, like how they had the pinstripe mat, is also in the oh, I think the track uh, okay. era where it's like the blue stars. Yeah, just mm-hmm. different shades of blue. Yeah, and rose. I guess and so. The like for the O and magic or the A and magic and the A in Orlando is the star. Right. Yes. Yeah. But like the one that I like, the whole jersey's the stars. Oh, okay. That's what you're talking about. The pattern. That's their or their classic jersey that they're doing this year. Okay. Oh yeah, I see that too. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. Well, um, I will never forgive the ORL, but I agree that they are they're they they're a pretty elite franchise for jerseys. Yeah, you'll never forgive the ORL. As a, as an abbreviation, just the orange ones. Okay, just the orange look mm-hmm. just hurts. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, and they keep they kept going back to the orange. Well, you have one of the greatest colors of blue. Don't touch the color orange. Did they do more than two jerseys? They did three. Oh yeah, you're right. Actually, I see that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. But. Uh, with that being said, do I just want to rip off the Band-Aid and just, just do the ugly? Just get it done. Just This is just this is going to be brutal. Yeah. Hot, fast, quick. Yep. We got the Washington Wizards to finish this baby Ugh. out. Um, so last year they won 35 games. Um, they were 35 and 47. My, over, or my prediction for them, I had 44 as their ceiling, 26 as the floor, 33 as the reasonable prediction. So it was pretty spot on. This year, their over-under is 24.5 wins, which I think is honestly high. 24.5, so they have to win 25 to hit the over. I I don't see this Wizards team... I don't feel great about them hitting the hitting 25 games at all. Um, then th- you say that, but then you're like, could they like sneaky get there? I feel like there would be... A lot of things would need to happen 
like just players on their team would all have to like just you know take steps up, which Monster. I'm not saying couldn't happen, but <laughs> a lot of the other teams in the East would have to be struggling with injuries or dropping a lot of games yeah. they shouldn't. Um, I'm going under regardless, but I'm just like, is there a sneaky world where we're sweating this at the end of the year? Yeah, I feel better about putting my lock on the Miami Heat under, but I don't want to do the same one as you. So I'm just I'm just gonna do the my lock on the under for the Wizards. Well, this is all like we've done enough things different that if that's what you feel, then that's what you feel. The heart wants what the heart wants what the heart wants, you know. Yeah. I I still feel yeah. I'm gonna lock the under on the Wizards. I'm just gonna stick to my guns. See, and then we're just gonna see like Jordan Poole turn into Luca. And just be like this insane yeah. offensive engine, even more so. Like people will know that he'll get like twenty five points a game, but he's it's going to be because his team's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that I'm looking at the roster, there's a lot more names on here that I like than I thought previously. Just thinking about it, but so I there's don't, a, sne- I, a sneaky world where they get really close to twenty five. Yeah, definitely could. Especially if Corey Kispert develops, like, like a big part of it is whether or not, yeah, these young guys develop well, like Danny Abdia, yep, Corey Kispert, uh, Kuzma. Even Kyle Kuzma, Titus Jones, Gafford. Daniel Gafford, Landry Shaman is on this team, uh, Danell Gallinari is also on the team, Dolan Wright, Johnny Davis, if he's turns into not a complete zero like he was in his <laughs> uh, rookie season. Then they got another rookie this year in Bilal Koulibaly, who they got in the lottery uh, out of France. They have Mike Muscala on this roster. They got Patrick Baldwin Jr. apparently from the Warriors. I kind of forgot he was part of that deal with Cool. Um, but they got him as well. Young, big. They won't player. be good, but there's. Taj Gibson is apparently still on this roster. <laughs> Which I don't know if I've seen Taj, Taj Gibson. I feel like it's been years. Like, it hasn't been like, oh, I just didn't see him last year. Like, it's been a while since I've actually yeah. seen him on a basketball court. I, I watched him play last year for sure because I remember the the game that Jokic, one of his just craziest games last year was the, I want to say he had like 43, 27, and 10. <laughs> um, he had 16 rebounds to like three or four minutes into the second quarter. But um, I'm pretty sure he was 17 of 20 from the field, and two two of those misses were half court heaves, and the other one was a blocked shot that he got right back and put back in. Those were oh, his geez. three missed shots. <laughs> but Taj Gibson was the him and Daniel Gafford were the guys defending Jokic that game. <laughs> so, oh jeez, yeah. Um, oh my goodness. Sorry, my fantasy team is popping the f off. Oh really? We're cooking. We're um, going to hit 200 points in my fantasy league. Regular scoring. Oh, geez. Nice. Anthony Richardson, Derek Henry, Mark Andrews. Uh, the Jacksonville defense gave me 21 points. I got uh, the Rams running backs at 25. I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should be. Um, I haven't looked at mine yet since the games have started, but hopefully I'm doing okay. Um, I'm at, I'm in an eight way tie for first place in a twelve man league. Oh wow! Because everybody's two and one. <laughs> uh, Justin Fields is having a game of his life. So oh really? I'm glad that I'm glad that Deshaun Watson 
uh, did not play so we could make the the proper decision. Yeah, uh, it I was, was very easy. I was already putting Fields in. That's what. I, but yeah, <laughs> like he I had like three. He had three passing touchdowns last I looked. Yeah, makes sense against the Denver defense. Sadly, um, but yeah. Anyways, Washington Wizards yeah, 30, 30 points, four total touchdowns. Thirty fantasy points. In my league, I don't know if yours is scored different, but yeah, no, that's a lot. Um, feeling good about that. But Wizards, though, the watchability score, I'm going to give them a two point one. I will watch one Wizards game, a single one, and I will give them a one for that. All right, sounds good. So they're the equivalent of the Charlotte or the Charlotte Bobcats. Yeah, Charlotte Bobcats seven win Bobcats twenty. 12, I want to say. Yeah. They're on par with that. I don't want to watch that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, with that out of the way, jerseys. I mean, Wizards don't have great jerseys. They're okay. Um, Nothing too crazy. I like probably my favorite ones are some of the early 2000s era jerseys. Um, Like the ones they have right now as retro alternates are good. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of the pink ones. Honestly, I'm sure there's a good reason for it, but I just... Oh, it's the Cherry Blossoms in Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. So that's not even that great of a reason. But... <laughs> no, they're like everywhere. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't love I don't love the way they look. They're okay. I would like them better if... Like if they did the that with the gradient thing on the shorts, but just with the red jerseys, their normal red mm-hmm. Washington, I would dig that. But the pink is just like... Okay. I don't hate them, but I don't love them. Um, yeah. I don't even know. I don't look. I guess I, the white, the districts. No, maybe it's the white D. It just said DC on it. And it was white. With like the, the hand D. with the ball. Yeah. 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 I like the I, gray ones of that, that one too. Um, Those ones are okay. The district jerseys were okay. Mm-hmm. They did a white and a black of that. Or gray yeah. and a black, whatever it is. Or gray and a white, whatever it is. They have a black um, one for sure. Oh. Yeah. yeah so, no, that never it's not black, but it's like This is not a great uh, wash this is not blue. a great jersey franchise. It is not. Um but those are some of our favorites though, I guess. I don't think they even had great jerseys when they were the bullets either. Well they didn't have very much variety. They just had like three jerseys in their entire history as the bullets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't have a lot. So, um, when they were orange in the Baltimore Bullets, though, different story. Yeah, those Just are kidding. those are our Wizards jerseys, I guess. So that should do it for this episode. Uh, as a quick recap, the Hawks over under forty one and a half. We both went under. Charlotte was over under thirty and a half. I used my stay away. Jacob went under. Uh, the Miami Heat. 46 and a half. I went under. Jacob locked his under. Uh, the Orlando Magic, 36 and a half. I went over. Jacob went stay away. Uh, Washington Wizards, 24 and a half. I locked my under, and Jacob just went under. So that does it for the Southeast Division. The only one now left is the Southwest, which is the Dallas Mavericks, the Houston Rockets, the San Antonio Spurs, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the New Orleans Pelicans. Alpha, alphabetically, this was not um, 
super great because there's some some promising great parts of the Southwest, but um, definitely two divisions where there's some teams where like I just don't really want to talk about them that much. Yeah, Southwest is like middle of the road. Yeah, just because they have such high highs, mm-hmm. their lows are just kind of like. Eh. Anyway, um, with that being said, anything else? I, I think people should probably honestly go down to the description, take a look at patreon.com forward slash hoop theory as well as buy logan a coffee at buy me a coffee you can find that in the description youtube like comment subscribe spotify give us five stars it does help it finally shows up now as we talked about a couple episodes ago Mm -hmm. we will wrap things up in the next episode and does that mean our first episode of the next season could potentially be episode 60 episode 60 yeah i guess it would be after pretty close starts yeah i think so yeah that would be a nice uh, round number to start it off on, but get things get things cooking and rolling. Yeah. Anything else that you would like to add, Logan, outside of that uh, diatribe? I should look up what that word means. I think it means like a long-winded thing. Diatribe. Oh, does it? I diatribe? think diatribe. Maybe. Yeah, it probably does actually. For some reason, I was thinking it had something to do with. Oh no no no! Three. It is not. It means a forceful and bitter verbal attack against someone or something. Oh. Jeez, that's not what I was thinking either. So, so. The, I thought it meant a long-winded thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, anything else that you'd like to add? Um, I would just like to add that uh, everybody out there should stay happy and stay healthy. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode. Peace!